This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The Dynasty Stock Report series continues with part two of eight, as I will be talking about every relevant offensive skill player from the NFC North teams this evening. Talking, sharing my thoughts, stock up, stock neutral, stock down, who I'd be buying, who I'd be selling, you know, who might have some value for one more year in a redraft or best ball setting. Just talking about all these guys that we don't get a chance to talk too much here about them here at Saturday to Sunday as we focus on the college guys and their guys in the NFL for their rookie seasons and then kind of pass the torch. But this summer series seminar here on the Dynasty Stock Report kind of allows me to talk about that. So if you missed part one, part one was every team from the NFC East. And now here, part two, I'm going to get into it right now, the NFC North teams. So let's start uh, right at the top again, just going alphabetical. We'll start with the Chicago Bears at the quarterback position. I'm going to say this, hands off, hands off, stock down, sell anybody you can sell. I don't want any part of Mitchell Trubisky. I don't want any part of of uh, Nick Folk. I don't want any of those guys, uh, Nick Folk, Nick Foles. So Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky, I'm down on both of them. Not sure who's going to start. I think it'll be Nick Foles sooner rather than later. Uh, But I don't think those guys are guys that you want on your fantasy roster, on your dynasty roster, maybe in the super flex. You're desperate to put one of those guys at the back end of your roster. Uh, But even so, even in super flex, I would try to sell them and get value for them and hope that somebody needs a quarterback and you could trade Nick Foles to them or you can sell them on Mitchell Trubisky still being young. Uh, I would say stock down on both of them. Trade if you can. Sell, sell, sell on both of those guys. I do not think either of them are the long-term answer at quarterback position for the bears at the running back position. I'm going to say, I'm going to say stock neutral on David Montgomery, but I'm going to classify him as a sell, a guy that I'd be looking to sell. I'll say stock neutral because nothing's really changed since last year. He's going to get a very big workload. He's going to get 225 to 250 total touches this year, but I don't think he's a guy who is in it for the long haul to be fantasy relevant. So I think if you are a team who's not ready to to win this year, I'd probably look to sell David Montgomery and hope to find someone who's really high on him and and you know from the draft last year and sell him now. He might have a decent season, but I don't think he's going to be a guy who's locked in long term. I think if they have a new regime in there sooner rather than later, I think David Montgomery is a guy that could look to upgrade potentially. You know, I think he, a lot of people thought his college game was going to immediately translate. I had some concerns, the tackle breaking. Listen, I love his contact balance, fidelity, whatever you want to call it, his ability to break tackles, but make people miss. I, I, I had very strong reservations about whether or not that was going to translate at the NFL level. And I think we saw that he's not a special back. He's an average to above average, slightly athlete in that regards. He's, he's, there's a lot of other guys in terms of athleticism that he's comparable to. So he needed that play strength, that physicality and toughness to lead to a really productive fantasy year. Tariq Cohen is a great 
pass catching back. So I think that's going to always curtail and limit David Montgomery's pass catching ability, even though I, I like David Montgomery's pass catching ability. I think it's undervalued and underappreciated. And in a different world where there was no Tariq Cohen, I think he could have some success as a pass catcher. But I do think that he could be an opportunity that he might have one more year of RB2 value and then he could fall off. Or I don't think he's a guy that has long-standing, long-term value at the running back position. So I think he does this year. So I think I'm fine with him in redraft. I'm fine with him in best ball. But I think Dynasty, I'd be looking to sell and get out while he still might have value because a lot of people were high on him last year and still might be able to recoup a lot of the value uh, that he presented you know, in the past. Tariq Cohen, he's a guy I'd be looking to buy. I think people, I think he was underused last year in terms of his rushing ability. Obviously, he served plenty of targets. I think you'll see that again. But I think he's a better running back and playmaker, you know, getting rushing carries than they utilized him last year. And I think Chicago is going to be playing for their their jobs in terms of the manager, I mean, the coach and the general manager. So I think Tariq Cohen could have a bigger role this year in the offense. And I think that could mean more carries. If David Montgomery is not doing as much as he should be with his carries, I think Tariq Cohen might start getting six to eight carries. And if you get Tariq Cohen six to eight carries on top of his receiving work, I think you're going to have an RB2 or high RB3 who's going to be very playable in PPR leagues. So I'm, I think stock up and buy on Tariq Cohen. At the wide receiver position, stock up and buy on Allen Robinson. If people aren't appropriately valuing him as a wide receiver one in Dynasty, I think you should go and attack and get him. You know, I loved him when he was in Jacksonville. Then I had some reservations when he went to Chicago, but he showed last year, even with the quarterback play they had, that he could be a dominant, dominant player. He's still young. He can separate all over the football field. He's a guy who I don't know if he's being valued accordingly as a legit number one wide receiver. So stock up on him, dynasty buy. The rest of the pass catchers, Ted Ginn, no value there. Uh, Riley Ridley. I mean, Anthony Miller is the only guy that offers some intrigue, but I don't think stock up on Anthony Miller. I would say stock neutral. I wouldn't be looking to buy him uh, right now unless he came really cheap because, again, I just don't know if they could, A, support two fantasy wide receivers with that with the current setup. And I just don't know if he's a guy who's going to be there for the long haul as a number two. I think if they move on and get a, another quarterback, you know, in the draft or in free agency next year, I could see them trying to upgrade their second wide receiver position behind Allen Robinson. And then Anthony Miller slides to the number three wide receiver in the pecking order. And then who knows if Cole Komet develops into a serviceable uh, tight end as well. But I think it, I like Anthony Miller's skill set. I, I forget who it was who, you know, said he had some Doug Baldwin him maybe it was Matt Harmon or or Sig Bloom and I could see that I just I think I think people's perception on Anthony Miller might be a little bit higher uh, than what I think his actual production could be. But I understand for the costs, if you want to get him on your team, he, he'd be neutral for me. I wouldn't be buying. I, like I said, if I, if I got a good offer, I would definitely sell, but he'd probably just, I'd hold. I, I, if he was on my roster, I'd keep him. I wouldn't buy him. If I got a good offer, I'd sell him. I would say stock neutral there because I just don't know if he's going to, I think it's going to be spread out amongst Tariq Cohen out of the backfield, Ted Ginn, and other guys like that. I just don't see his target share going up. At the tight end position, Jimmy Graham, stock down, sell if you can get anything for him. If he has a good week or two, sell him immediately. He's shot, I think, in terms of being a good fantasy tight end. Cole Komet, I talked enough about. I don't see... 
I don't see mid to high tight end one upside. I think could he eventually develop to be a low tight end one, you know, in that eight to 12 range for sure. You know, a lot of guys can develop in, into that. Uh, but he's not a guy to be actively trying to get in rookie drafts uh, either. You know, I've already made it known that Devin Asiasi and Adam Trapman are guys I'm more intrigued with. Okay, if we take this on from the Bears and we talk about the Detroit Lions, uh, Matthew Stafford, I think is a buy and I think his stock is up and I think he presents good value. I think people are down or not valuing Matthew Stafford correctly. I think he was on pace to have one of his best statistical years last year. I think people, you know, he's not sexy, but I think he's very steady and offers a very, very high uh, floor with a pretty good upside ceiling as well. So Stafford be a guy at buying, and I think his stock is up. Carry on Johnson is nowhere, nothing else to say, but his stock is obviously down, you know, because this, the drafting of DeAndre Swift, I was as big a carry on Johnson fan as anywhere. I'm sure last year on this show, I was telling you to buy him anywhere you can. And the stock was up. I think when he's on the football field and healthy, I think he's a good player, you know? So I'll say this, his stock is down, but it's so down that I think there's op- actually an opportunity to buy him really cheap. So it's one of those things that his stock is tremendously down, but I think it presents a buying window to get him. And maybe maybe it's with a different team in a year or two. you know. But I'm not ready to give up on on Johnson the talent. So while the stock is down tremendously with the drafting of DeAndre Swift, I think it creates an opportunity to go buy him and kind of hold and wait out to see if he's got an opportunity for another on another team down the line or if he could get healthy and form a one-two duo. And be valuable in that way and be value based on what it's costing to get him and where he's going in leagues right now. Talked about DeAndre Swift. He was my number one RB heading into the draft. Obviously don't love the landing spot. He's number five on that, you know, the top five running backs for me. It's got to, I got to see how it shakes out. And Carrion Johnson, you know, of all the, the rookie running backs, I think Carrion Johnson is the most talented, you know, guy who's the incumbent. So that would concern me a little bit with early on in DeAndre Swift's career. At the wide receiver position, Kenny Galladay would be another guy who right now I think stock is up and I'd be looking to buy him. I think he's another guy like Allen Robinson that could be a tremendous wide receiver one. And I think people still have some reservations on him. I don't, you know, they might go out and replace Marvin Jones a year from now, but I don't think it's going to impact Kenny Galladay. I think he's a stud. I think he's a guy that if you can get him, buy him now, uh, probably cost you a lot, but I do think he's going to, return uh the cost that it that it is to get him right now. Marvin Jones is really interesting because Marvin Jones I think his stock is neutral, but I think he I think him stock being neutral, I think his perception and value is very low. So I think he could be bought in a dynasty setting very cheaply, to be honest with you. And he's still relatively young. He might have a, a, a good he might have another stint somewhere else as a serviceable fantasy player. I think it's possible he gets traded during this year. So I, stock is neutral. I would look at it as an opportunity to buy him, at, I think, with the cost that it would cost you to buy Marvin Jones right now. I still think he's a pretty solid uh, player, and I think he could still have some fantasy value down the line. Danny Amendola, one-year PPR guy, sell him if it, it, you know, if, if you can get anything for him or if you're not a contender, he's not going to bring any value long-term. Other guys, Geronimo Allison, I don't think he has any value. I'm most intrigued by the the rookie, Quintus Cephas, when he gets an opportunity to step on the football field. At the tight end position, TJ Hawkinson, I would look at him as a buy. 
and I think his stock is probably neutral right now. People obviously who drafted him last year and rookie drafts were a little disappointed with what they got after that week one. I'm still a believer that he's going to be a very, very good tight end and a guy who's you know, a good fantasy tight end. Maybe never in that top four, top five group, but I think he could be in that six to eight range, kind of where Hunter Henry has kind of lived over the last couple of years. I think TJ Hawkinson could be that. So if someone's not valuing him in that range, then I think you can go out and buy him uh, as a dynasty buy. If we take this to the next team in the NFC North, and that would be the Green Bay Packers, starting with Aaron Rodgers. Listen, stock down on Aaron Rodgers because of the world that the Packers are, are kind of doing. They seem they want to be a run first team. They drafted Jordan Love. So obviously they seem to want to be limiting Aaron Rodgers then putting more on his plate. So obviously in that regard, stock down. But in one on the flip side of that, I do think there's a window to buy Aaron Rodgers very, very low. You know, and I bought him, you know, low in what I considered low in one dynasty league. And I think there's an opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if this year he's going to be more than a mid to high QB two. But on their most recent episode of Saturday Sunday with Sig Bloom, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and we talked about some possible landing spots for him next year. And one of them we talked about was San Francisco. Another one we talked about was New England. He threw out there Denver. And those are the three situations that I think are most plausible. If Drew Locke falters this year, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get San Francisco back to the Super Bowl, and if Cam Newton's is one and done in New England and Belichick continues, they might want to go to veteran route. Aaron Rodgers goes in any of those three landing spots. I think his value immediately jumps back up to a mid to low QB one. So I think people being very down on him and his stock being down right now creates a window to potentially buy Aaron Rodgers at a reasonable cost, at a undervalued cost and a year from now if he's on a different roster and if any of those three i mean detroit i mean denver with their weapons uh you know san francisco with that coach you know in the scheme that they have either of them or put him with you know josh mcdaniels and, and bill belichick and maybe they upgrade the receiving corps by next year you know i think aaron Rodgers would be statistically significantly better in any of those landing spots a year from now so if you're under the belief that you think aaron Rodgers has one more year left in green bay I go buy him now, get him on your dynasty roster, and kind of wait till he has a new landing spot next year. At the running back position, impossible not to say stock down on Aaron Jones. And I would say, I would say sell him. If someone still looks at him as an RB1, uh, and as a strong RB1, I think the writing's on the wall that he's not going to be back in Green Bay next year. You know, maybe they, unless he, is willing to take significantly less. And, and finally some of these running backs start realizing they're not going to get what they want or think they deserve or probably do deserve on the open market. And some of these guys start taking that eight to $10 million, you know, in hindsight, Le'Veon Bell should have accepted the Pittsburgh contract years ago. In hindsight, uh, Melvin Gordon should have accepted the Chargers contract that they offered because these guys got less money. So maybe Green Bay goes to Aaron Jones and they like the player and say, listen, we'll give you, you know, eight, nine million dollars a year for four years, a decent chunk guaranteed of that. And if he accepts it, well, then his stock goes back up if he if he's the, the, the clear cut starter because he's a very skilled player. But if he goes to another roster, we don't know where he's going to go. We don't know the usage. Green Bay seems to be adamant that they don't want him to be the bell cow, that they want it to be some type of committee. So it's impossible not to say stock down. You know, regression was naturally going to hit with the number of touchdowns he scored last year. Then they drafted A.J. Dillon in round two, who's probably going to steal some goal line work. So 
I would probably say in terms of, I would definitely not be buying him right now. I'd either be selling him or holding on to him for one year. If I got a good offer, I would sell him. Uh, and like I said, his overall stock is obviously down. Jamal Williams, I don't think has any more value. I think AJ Dillon could have some value, but we've talked a lot about the rookies. In terms of the pass catchers, Devontae Adams still should be regarded as number two dynasty wide receiver, I believe after Michael Thomas. So, you know, he's a stud. If, if, for some reason, people aren't really valuing him at that level. Then go out and get him. Uh, the rest of their wide receivers I can group together. Devin Funches, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard. They're all like, like 23 to 26 or 24 to 26 in terms of their age. I don't want any of them on my roster. I think I think if anyone's excited about any of those guys, I would sell them. You know, I think they'll eventually get another wide receiver in here to be the long-term starter to Devontae Adams. If any of those guys start out the year hot, have a good week one, you know, I would sell those guys. Those would not be guys I'd be looking to get on my roster. If you force me to pick between them, I would say Alan Lazard is the most intriguing. I like this game a little bit coming out of college. So if he was really cheap and you wanted a guy to put on your dynasty roster as a wide receiver five or six, the one guy I would be looking to buy and who I would say is stock up and the dynasty buy is tight end Jay Sternberger. Obviously, he was taken in the top 100 last year. So they, they thought a lot of him. They didn't really do much else of the tight end position. So I think there's opportunity there. I think there's overall opportunity in the pass offense to begin with. I think I like its value. So to me, stock up on opportunity. And I think he's a really good buy in Dynasty. So Jay Sternberger is a guy who I am intrigued with for sure. If we take this to the final team in the NFC North, and that is the Minnesota Vikings, let's start at the quarterback position. I would say stock neutral on Kirk Cousins, but I'd probably look to sell him in, in a Dynasty format. I think his best years statistically are probably be. He's solid key too. So if, if that's what you need as a backup quarterback, I'd understand it. If someone offers a little bit more and thinks he can go back to some higher statistical seasons, I'm not sure that's going to be him. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to flip the, the narrative there a little bit in terms of what they ask of him. I think their offense as a whole took a little bit step back in terms of explosiveness without Stefan Diggs. I like Justin Jefferson, but I don't think he adds an explosiveness element that Stefan Diggs brought. So I'm fine with Kirk Cousins as a second or third quarterback in best ball leagues or redraft or stuff like that. But I would look to get out if I could in dynasty leagues, if someone was a little bit higher on him in terms of the running backs there, Dalvin cook, I think he should be the number four, number five running back in terms of dynasty leagues. You know, he's a guy that I do think I noticed the talk of the holdout. I don't think he has much leverage. I don't think he's going to hold out. I think he will end up signing there and be a bell cow back for them with Alexander Madison, you know, having a small workload as well. But I do think the the potential that he does hold out or they move on or he gets hurt makes Alexander Madison intriguing as well. I think we saw that he has an intriguing skill set himself. So if the value is really low on Alexander Madison, say the season starts and Dalvin Cook, or say Dalvin Cook gets a contract extension, I think all of a sudden you're going to see Alexander Madison's dynasty value really plummet. And I think that might be an opportunity to go buy him because then people will know he's not going to be a starter. Dalvin Cook's locked in long-term, but I think there might be an opportunity to go get Alexander Madison. He's a high-end handcuff. And who knows if they do sign Dalvin Cook to a long-term deal, they might want to preserve him a little bit. And maybe they do eventually make it a 70-30 or 65-35. And Alexander Madison could have some standalone value, maybe as an RB4 or something like that in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, If we take this to the wide receiver position, Across the board, dynasty, redraft, and best ball, I think Adam Thielen presents good value this year. I think he's got a couple really good years left as potentially a uh, 
wide receiver one or high end wide receiver two. If he's being valued more as a mid to low dynasty wide receiver two, I think he's a guy I wouldn't mind going to get. Uh, I think his game will also age well. Uh, so I think he could be productive, you know, well into his early thirties. So he'd be a guy that, you know, I wouldn't mind getting on my, my roster. So I like Adam Thielen, you know, Justin Jefferson, we talked a lot about, I I'm intrigued by Justin Jefferson. I think he's best in the slot. It'll be interesting to see what they do. When Mike Tagliere was on the show with me a couple, about a month or so ago, he talked about how Adam Thielen didn't really run as many slot routes as we maybe thought, uh, last year. So that's something to keep a close eye on. Maybe Justin Jefferson will get an opportunity, but I don't, I kind of think it's going to be more that they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. So I think Jefferson Jefferson is going to take some time to truly see him maximize his potential. So that's why I'm really, you know, uh, high on Adam Thielen and think he presents good value. I don't think there's any other wide receivers worth talking about in terms of dynasty leagues. If we take this to the tight end position, I would say stock down and sell Kyle Rudolph if you can get anything of value for him. Probably can't. I think his best fantasy years are behind him, wherever he ends up after this year, I think. Uh, I don't think he'll have a lot of fantasy relevance. I know he signed that contract extension, but it's basically a year-to-year contract, and they can get out of it with very, very little dead money. So I anticipate maybe one more year of Kyle Rudolph there, and then I expect the reins to be turn to Irv Smith Jr., who for me, while the stock might be neutral, he's a dynasty buy across the board. If there's anybody who has a skill set to be a breakout tight end this year in the likes of Mark Andrews coming from almost nowhere to a really good season, it would be Irv Smith Jr. Now, I don't know if he's going to see the targets or opportunity, but because, you know, if it takes Justin Jefferson some time to kind of translate i think earth smith if he gets an opportunity even like mark andrews did last year he doesn't mark andrews didn't get a ton of you know playing time but if earth smith gets 50 percent playing time and sees a lot of targets i think he could be very productive in that so i'm buying earth smith wherever i can get him so there it is guys every team from the nfc north me sharing my thoughts on just about every relevant offensive skill player for fantasy for dynasty stock up stock down who i'd be buying who i'd be selling etc etc hopefully you're enjoying these shows like i said top if you missed the first one please go back i talked about all four teams from the nfc east so on behalf of our sound tech engineer david nicano and myself thank you for joining us and we look forward next time taking you from saturday to sunday